Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Are you looking for advice on what's working from an advisor who's tried it all? That is Brad Swinehart's guest this show. Dean Thurman has been doing seminars for three decades. He is a co-founder of White Glove and remains an active advisor. In fact, Brad, Dean's business posted significant growth in the past several years, despite COVID. So today, why don't you give us an inside look at the test track that has led to consistent growth, all right? Dean, thanks so much for being on the show. I am shocked it took you this long to make it on. Hey, I, you know what? My phone does take incoming calls and texts, and I don't, I don't see any in here. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah, I, I apologize, Brad. Yeah, I've been, I've been really looking forward to doing this for a long time because, you know, not only am I a uh, co-founder of White Glove and a lover of seminars and a lover of entrepreneurialism and growth and doing good in the community, but I'm a, especially a big lover of our financial services industry and uh, all the good work that so many fantastic, ethical, caring financial advisors try and uh, achieve throughout their career. They do a lot of good work. They don't typically have enough people to see when they're in growth mode. And uh, that's that's the hardest part of being a financial advisor. And I I think that we have that solved. I love that. And let's talk a little bit about why you came to this industry in the first place. You weren't always a financial advisor. She said 30 years in the business. You don't look old enough to be doing 30 years of seminars, but I'll, I'll trust that uh, that's accurate. But um, what brought you into financial services? Well, I remember being, if at first I wanted to be an orthodontist, my orthodontist, he, he drove a Porsche. He, he was helping you know, a bunch of people straighten out their teeth, putting smiles on people's faces. And uh I thought that was for me until I started t- taking microbiology and trigonometry. And then I thought, well, yeah, uh, maybe that's not so much for me anymore. And then uh, wanted to get into accounting. And uh, in one of my accountant classes, a stockbroker showed up and uh, the stockbroker was talking about flexibility of schedule, helping a lot of people make, making money um, and making a lot of money himself. And I thought, I, I really want to pursue that. And uh, it, it was a grind the first few years. Hard, hard isn't even the right word. Uh, nearly, it's nearly impossible to really start a financial planning career. I was working two or three jobs, uh, restaurant jobs. I was selling wallpaper and blinds uh, with a headset on uh, during the day kind of telemarketing. And then in the evenings, going out to uh, prospects, homes and apartments and cold calling in between as much as I could. That's kind of how I started on my first year or two in the business. And then I uh, quickly found, as my old manager used to say, it's much easier uh, to sell prospects in bunches like bananas uh, than one at a time. And he showed me the way of seminars and have never looked back. 
with your very successful financial firm that you're working on today, or that you're working with today, I mean, you guys use White Glove for everything. But before we get into how that led to the growth, maybe we can talk a little bit about the the test track mentality of what have we tried with you? What, what crazy ideas have we come up with together? <laughs> you know, uh, maybe there's some of the failures out there that we can highlight that maybe will keep other advisors from going down that path. You know what? I, I will never discourage anybody from going down the path of what folks call failure. Um, we actually have a fail board at InvestWise Financial, our, our financial planning firm. Um, and we have lists of dozens of things that, that we've tried in the past marketing wise or operations wise or entrepreneurial wise that just uh, that never really got off the ground. And, and like to say the same thing that, you know, Thomas Edison said back in the day when they said uh, how to feel to fail 10,000 times making the light bulb. And he said, uh, I didn't. I discovered 10,000 ways that didn't work. And that's really, um, I, I love that mentality and we've tried it all. And so before anything goes out from White Glove to the rest of the world, to the rest of the financial advising world and my peers and my colleagues, we want to make sure that it works first in the real world. And so our financial planning firm, InvestWise Financial, is that test track that we try everything, whether it's social media management or one-on-one uh, -on -one consultations or of course, seminars and webinars, myself and, and the other 20 something people that work at InvestWise vet all that out many times and for months before it goes out into uh, something that White Glove promotes to other financial advisors. And that's always been really powerful for me to be able to say when I'm working at White Glove and, and business development is that we're not we're not testing things to see if people will show up. We're not testing things to see if this ad generates more registrations than the other. I mean, we are, right? We, we obviously test that stuff. But the real test is, will an active, successful financial firm see success and pick up clients using the service that we're providing? And if the answer is no, we scrap it. We just don't move forward with that. And that's why it's just so powerful to have Dean and our our you know kind of leading the charge, if you will, of saying, "Hey, this is what works from a financial advisor's perspective," because we're not just guessing at what works in a marketing world; we're seeing what works from a advisor to client perspective. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brad. And uh, you know, my cousin Mike Thurman, also co-founder of White Glove. Uh, he also built his practice all through seminars. And by the way, I'm not saying seminars is the only way. I'm not even saying it's necessarily the best way. It's just a very common way to build a practice. doesn't matter if you're a new financial advisor, an existing you know, tenured financial advisor, whether you're bringing in. It's something that worked very well for us, but I have a lot of respect for and I'm friends with many financial advisors that, that don't do any seminars at all. And they just it's not for them. And that's cool too. You know, I go to a lot of conferences, a top level financial advisor meetups, and uh, there's people that do radio shows. Just met a guy a couple of weeks ago that, that uh, swears by billboards. Other folks might do podcasts like yourself, Brad. And uh, the, the key here is to do something. If you want to grow, you need to invest at least 10% of your annual revenue, top line revenue back into marketing and nurturing your own clients. That is just a tried and true, kind of like you tell your clients that you have to save 10% of your salary in your 401k. That's just kind of the rule of thumb. Well, I'm here to tell you the rule of thumb for 
marketing for a financial advisor is 10% of your top line revenue. And in that 10% can also be things like, uh, you know, a nurturing platform to nurture your existing clients, nurturing your, your prospects. Uh, we use Social Connect for that and social media management and, and other forms of nurturing, both at InvestWise Financial and, of course, through White Glove. Um, it could also be client appreciation events. I just did one down at the local Detroit Zoo here, which was phenomenal because we had uh, our existing clients bring their grandchildren. If they bring their grandchildren, they're also bringing their own adult children. What a great opportunity. We had over a thousand people at the zoo and what a great opportunity to connect with, with uh, the next generation of clients as we continue to grow our practice. If you want to stay the same size you are right now, about 5% per year of your top line will, will keep you level. If you want to grow, you got to do at least 10%. The first few years in the business, I was putting in over 100% of my GDC gross dealer concession and revenues into marketing, prospecting, nurturing. And now it's about 10% a year as we continue to grow. In fact, this year, year over year, and we're already top tier uh, financial planning firm and my own personal production puts me in the in the top one percent uh, within our our broker dealer, um, and I'm up uh, over fifty percent year over year from 2020 to 2021. Our whole office is up about fifty percent, and that's from all the marketing we did years past. That's now coming to fruition as well. So five percent just to stay level. 10% minimum if you want to grow is a good rule of thumb. You don't have to spend that at White Glove. We'd love it if you did. I'll help consult you, certainly. And we have a lot of great uh, marketing consultants um, that help you with webinars, seminars, and consultations. Basically, leads leads that, uh, that you can buy and appointments that are already set on your schedule. But wherever you go, I'd love to have a, a cocktail, a conversation, and talk about our great industry, how to help more people and um, get our share of the folks that are going into the, you know, our own financial advisors are going into retirement now. Um, there's a lot of orphaned clients out there now. How do we get more of those? This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. And I have so many, so many questions now to follow up with that. And that was powerful. And I always, you know, sometimes I just sit back and think the knowledge my, that I can gain by speaking with successful financial advisors. Um, and and I, I talk to a lot of them, you know, guys that use White Glove, guys that don't use White Glove. Um, but having Dean and Mike see significant growth and just watching that for the last five years and seeing what they tried has been super beneficial for me. Um, and you and you mentioned a couple of things, Dean. First, I want to say the the client event at the zoo. Detroit always advertises these polar bears, and I've been to the zoo like four times. I've never seen them. They never came out. Was was there a polar bear sighting at the Detroit Zoo during your client event? There was a polar bear, beautiful white polar bear. We tried to get a little, uh, you know, we call them white glove polar bears, <laughs> um, little logo on them. But yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So I want your listeners to know that, yes, I, I love white glove and everything about white glove, but we, we do a lot of things outside of white glove as well, including, um, including these client appreciation events, uh, also use uh, reminder media and other companies that, um, 
that help us nurture our clients because not every not Facebook business pages and Twitter and email doesn't resonate with all clients. Some of them want a client appreciation event. Some of them love our magazine that we send out to them every month. So uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of different legs to your marketing and nurturing and prospecting stool other than just white glove. So let's talk about that for a minute. Some of the you know inventions that you guys do at at InvestWise, what are some of the, the key tactics that you've implemented that have worked over the last you know couple of years now to to embrace this hybrid environment? Sure, I'm you know I'm an innovator, an entrepreneur, and uh, this last year has been other than obviously all the sadness that comes along and the struggles that come along uh, physically with so many people and emotionally with so many people uh, from a health perspective. Uh, and our hearts certainly go out to all of those folks. And I know some personally and some in my family, uh, but from an entrepreneurial standpoint, what an incredible opportunity to innovate. And this has nothing to do with all of White Glove's innovations of, of webinars and appointment setting and so on and so forth. This is just my own personal financial planning firm. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm most proud of, and I'm going to give you three that we innovated in the last year, um, one of them is something called a virtual greeter where, uh, you know, I didn't really know how to troubleshoot Zoom and all of my appointments for about six months were on Zoom. And I noticed after doing the first one or two, it's me sitting there trying to, you know, tell the client how to, you know, how to turn on their microphone, turn on their, you know, oh, try it on your iPhone. What's an iPhone? You know, it, it was a disaster, <laughs> not to mention I'm 54 and I don't have a great handle on all that stuff either. So my admin became a virtual greeter, just like when she, when she uh, greets somebody in a lobby in a real live environment, like we've been doing for 30 plus years. She does that online now where I'm not even part of the Zoom for the first five minutes. Uh, she just gets on there, does all the troubleshooting, makes sure that the microphone works, the video works, and then starts, you know, small talk with them, putting everybody at ease, all just like you do in a live environment. Uh, we do that all that virtually now. It is priceless. So that's a virtual greeter. If you're not doing that with your admin staff, make sure that you do that. Then after everything is perfect, because I can hear them, right? I got my, my video turned off. Um, and then I pop on there after everything is all nice and smooth and, and pretend like I haven't been listening and, and waiting for my opportunity to say, hi, everybody. Hey, nice to see you again, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, so anyway, that's virtual greeter. So we did that. And every single one of our reps, we have seven primary financial advisors and InvestWise. All of them utilize virtual greeters. Um, we have that. The next one that uh, we really innovated is a co-planner relationship. And part of uh, uh, the future of the industry is working in teams. Uh, that's not um, appropriate for every practice out there. Some are, you know, solo individual folks, um, solo practitioners. But if you could have somebody else, uh, a niece, a nephew, a spouse, a cousin um, that could be on the Zoom with you, even with their video off and stay on there the whole time um, and go back and forth with each other a little bit and, and bring them into the uh, bring them into the conversation when appropriate. Working as a team and a, a co-planning team, clients really love that. Um, one of my team members, uh, Scott Rooney, is a experienced financial advisor. And it has helped explode my growth because I've been able to, uh, because I, you know, I also work at White Glove 
um, many hours out of the week, uh, as well as financial planning. So having another financial advisor there that my clients all got to know over the last three years, we do all the appointments together. But if I'm not available, in fact, right now I'm I'm doing this podcast with with Brad. Scott is meeting with one of my clients. The last three times we met to, together as a team, and then we share in the revenue from uh, from that book of business. And what a great way uh, to make sure that all our ducks are are in a row from a fiduciary, a succession uh, plan, a disaster relief uh, type plan, and also. When I want to work somewhere else or I want to uh, go on vacation or retire or anything happens to me, my clients have that continuity of, of somebody that's familiar with their file if I'm not available. So co-planning has been a big part of, of our growth. So has, um, so has Virtual Greeter. And then three years ago, Brad, I uh, and the whole team put this together. It was uh, the brainchild of Jason Smith, at least that's who, who brought it up to me, but I kind of reinvented it, reimagined uh, the family estate organizer. And on, on my 30-year uh, anniversary, I sent all of my clients this, this beautiful three-ring leather-bound binder, customized with their name on it, um, had nothing to do with financial planning in there. It, you know, it certainly had a place for their statements and their, their will or trust, um, but also a lot of uh, sections on there on, on uh, family history, uh, vacations, pictures, old pictures that, that maybe they like, something that's going to be left behind to the next generation. People might see a hundred years from now. Um, and man, my clients were in tears. Talk about bonding uh, with somebody. I personally didn't do those family estate organizer appointments. I had my administrative assistant, Andrea, and then my co-planner, Scott, uh, have those appointments and ask clients about, you know, hey, you got a place up north. How do you winterize it? How did you come into that? How did you meet? You've been married 25 years. How did you originally meet? What's that story? And it, it was extremely bonding for our clients. Referrals went through the roof. The, the relationship took on a whole nother level. So those three things, family estate organizer, virtual greeter, and co-planner is something that we've done in the last few years for innovation, Brad. I love that because you've said more than I've ever heard anybody else say, Dean, that it's a relationship business. And the closer you can get to your clients and even the the more you can lead off with your prospects showing them who you are as a human being you know i think i think it's not only a relationship business but then you add in the marketing where it is a numbers game right i mean what are you you blend those two together and that's when you start getting referrals that's when you start seeing massive growth that's when you start seeing your business go in the trajectory that you've wished it would and i think that Dean's perspective from being an advisor and doing these things and and seeing, hey, I learned from this and I learned from this and this is what we we locked in on and what we're seeing success. I think that's just invaluable to our listeners. Well, thank you, Brad. And I'm glad that we're bringing up the word referral a little bit here and there and relationship, the two cornerstones of of uh, of our business and uh, our industry, nothing beats a referral, right? You only get referrals from people uh, that you have a good relationship with. 
And uh, seminars will never be as good as a warm referral from a happy client that you have a strong relationship with. Earlier this morning, just had a, uh, a referral appointment and every one of your listeners knows how that goes. They're already not only willing to become your client in the first 10 minutes, they're basically asking you and telling you that, hey, I would like to be your client. What do we have to do? What are the next steps, right? That never happens in the seminar environment and the radio show environment, billboards, any of that kind of stuff. So referrals are the best. And the best way to get referrals is through uh, those, those warm relationships, getting back to the zoo. You know, every year we do something like that. We've done cider mills. We do uh, rent out a movie theater and play a, uh, a sometimes a classic movie or a blockbuster, popcorn, drinks, all that type of thing, and just really build those relationships, spend down to the Detroit Tigers games, and um, always trying to do something a little bit above and beyond, and always get tremendous, tremendous feedback from clients on those, build those relationships that leads to referrals. Um, but I wanted to grow a lot faster than just only referrals. And that's why we continue to do seminars today. I love it. And if you had one, just one bit of information that you would want to go back and tell past Dean, <laughs> you know, or, or even the advisors just getting in the business today, you know, one thing, okay, there's a lot of options out there, a lot of shiny objects. I know advisors, you know, or entrepreneurial spirit that tends to, to lead to the shiny object syndrome. But what would you say, hey, hey, focus on this if you want to see some real growth right away? The, the first thing I would say is don't give up. You've mentioned it's a numbers game a couple of times. It doesn't matter if you're doing a radio show, you're trying billboards at different places, uh, you're doing a bunch of cold calling, you're, you're prospecting through estate planning attorneys or CPAs. Don't give up. Too many people have incorrect expectations when they get into the business. Too many people think that uh, in a year or two, they're going to be making $100,000 a year. They're going to have 150 clients and everything's going to be great. And all they have to do is, is uh, you know, hang their shingle out there and, and business will come in. It's the exact opposite of that. It is so difficult. It's such a grind. Even with seminars, you can expect somewhere around a 6% closing ratio in the first three months from people that go to your seminars. That goes up to about 10% after, through the course of a year. Uh, but that's still 90 to 95% you rejection there. Don't give up. Keep, keep doing your marketing, whatever that, may, whatever that may be. Try many different accounts, many different CPAs, just don't give up. I remember when I wanted to build, this is right around seminar time. Um, and we used to do snail mail and snail mail uh, returns were, were crashing. I went around to try and meet different CPAs with a truckload of six foot subs from Subway. <laughs> and I'd walk into CPA places, their offices, and uh, with this big six foot sub, and I did that to make an impact, a stack of cards and say, hey, can I follow up with you? I wanted to buy you lunch today. And uh, tried literally over two dozen uh, local, I shouldn't call them just CPAs, but anybody uh, that's doing tax preparation, enrolled agents and whatnot, and still have two enrolled agents that we work together today. So don't give up, keep trying. It is a grind. There is a massive amount of rejection on every level in our industry, business to business, uh, business to consumer, peer to peer, uh, it is a grind, but if you can survive uh, for five years, 
you've made it, you're in the minority, uh, you'll represent uh, less than 15% of people that, that get their licenses to be a financial advisor. Don't give up, keep grinding it out. I, I, you know, I've been doing this, I guess now 32 and a half years. I still do seminars, but mostly with all the sub reps, right? Uh, they're building their business now, which also builds our corporate brand as well at InvestWise Financial. So still believe in seminars, 110%, sell them in bunches like bananas. Don't give up, keep grinding it out, expect tons of failure and tons of rejection. Do it with a smile. Uh, if Thomas Edison ever gave up, you know, we would be uh, still walking around with candles. So be a Thomas Edison, go out there, do good for the community. We'd love to help you if we're fit at White Glove. But if not, I'll probably see you at a convention someday or even our own broker dealer conferences. Um, we'll have a cocktail at the pool and you can tell me what works for you. Always love speaking to other like-minded financial advisor entrepreneurs. I can always learn something myself. And thanks so much for being on the show today, Dean. I think that the mentality that you've you know instilled upon me, at least in over the years, is just to be innovative, to fail forward, and and really one of the the thoughts is that that the rising tides raise all ships, right? I've heard you say that a million times. If I heard you say it once. And I love this. I mean, it's that's that's one of the big reasons I like doing the podcast is let's let's just give back and try to help advisors, you know, even if they're not using white glove, but hey, there's what you guys do on a daily basis for your day job is impactful in this in this world, right? You're helping people retire safely, you're helping grandkids make sure that their grandparents are taken care of. I mean, it's it's good work that you guys do. And the more success everyone can have, the better everyone becomes. One of the things I tell all of our new advisors and other people that might be struggling is remember the, the mind, well, the mindset that made me and Mike Thurman and our other advisors at our office successful is that you might tell your friends and family and everybody else uh, that you're a financial advisor and that happens to be what you do and that's what you tell them. But you have to tell yourself and remember yourself, you're a marketer first. You have to be a marketer that happens to be a financial advisor versus a financial advisor that happens to be a marketer and does some marketing. Because you could be the best financial advisor out there doing all those wonderful things you just mentioned, Brad, and, and you know you want to help the community. You can, you can be the, the smartest, the guy with the best software, the woman with the best software, best demeanor, all that stuff um, that really wants to do great things for the community and your clients. But if you have an empty lobby, you're going out of business. You're going to become an accountant or a mortgage broker or something else, but you're not going to be a financial advisor if you can't get your you know, butts in the seats in your own lobby. So you have to market, you have to do something first, and then you get to be a financial advisor. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Dean. We'll definitely get you back. I want to hear some of the new initiatives that you guys are testing out for us later this year, how those things work out. So we'll be excited to get you back on once we have some of those sneaky new white glove programs to announce. But uh um, super excited um, to run those through you and, and all your expertise as always. We're always happy to be white gloves guinea pig, Brad.
Happy to do that. <laughs> and I don't know that we uh, we covered it, but you're really good at the the cheesy jokes, and that's usually a big a big thing that I love. So maybe maybe we can end on that. Maybe you can give us give us a cheesy joke, and I'm and I have one in my head that I think you're going to say. And then if I'm, if I'm right, then maybe you, you can buy me a drink one of these days. <laughs> well, you always have to, you know, humor is one of the, when it breaks down all the walls with everybody, right? If it can be self-deprecating, that's great. Dad jokes are awesome. So whether you're on the radio or whether you're, you know, doing seminars, whether they're dinner seminars or, um, you know, the kind we like, which is educational seminars at colleges and community centers and whatnot, have, have a little humor out there. Uh, whenever you can. And my favorite dad joke is, hey, everybody, before we get started, uh, I have a little math problem for you here. Well, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Everybody kind of looks at you. And what do they say, Brad? I mean, you got to answer because that's exactly the one I thought you were going to say. So I love this. One. <laughs> <laughs> everybody says eight or five or whatever. No, it takes 10. It takes 10 tickles to make an octopus laugh, right? <laughs> so that's the cheesy da dad joke. We always try and put a little something in there in our seminars and uh, I'll, I'll leave you with that. All right, buddy. Great as always. And uh, thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you. Tentacles. Yeah. Okay. Dean Thurman with Brad Swinehart, your host of Be Advised, Leading with Value. Follow the podcast to get the latest of Brad's interviews and of course, share with friends and colleagues. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.